Hello and welcome to Barren Not Broken. This is your host, Bonnie Ruth, and I am very excited for today's episode because it is our two-year anniversary. Two years. And obviously I have a male sitting in the room with me, and that is my husband, Jason. That's me. That's my babe. And he is here because we're going to share just over the past two years where we've been with Barren Not Broken, what's impacted us the most, and where we're going. Because we have some exciting things on the horizon, and we could not have gotten here without every listener that has supported us, every friend, every family. We have been so blessed on this journey and just really enjoyed stepping out for our own healing um, and growing and learning and something new, but also being able to connect with people who have walked a similar journey as us. Yep. So welcome, babe. Hi. Hi. So I thought we'd start by taking a look back at okay. what's happened over the last two years, because there was a lot, obviously, that's happened in two years. A lot has happened in Starting two years. Starting a podcast right as COVID hit, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden it's like, well, I still want to help people. But yeah. I guess I can just do it over podcast airways. So yeah. Tell me a little bit, like a, a summary maybe of COVID hit, start bearing up broken to today. Yeah. So I don't know if anyone knows this, but we literally launched Baron Not Broken the week that COVID hit in 2020. And it was also the week of my 40th birthday. So it was just a huge week, right? And we had worked so hard for that. And so COVID hits, we start the podcast. But I think where that led us is we kind of had some big decisions in our personal life at that same time. And my health was really bad at that time. Um, I have dealt with endometriosis, um, PCOS, fibroid tumors. And so I had to make some decisions, like literally right around the same time that we decided to launch Bear Not Broken, we were making the decision for me to put my health and my quality of life over us trying to have children. And so um, I made the decision to have a hysterectomy, but we made that decision together as it affected both of us, right? And our future and our life and our story. And so I don't know why I'm getting emotional. It was a big decision. It was huge. And we decided to keep going with Baron Not Broken and that we would bring people along the ride with us. And so that May, so we launched the podcast March 21st and May 21st, I have a hysterectomy, a partial hysterectomy. And we hit a dark place for a little while. We kept doing Baron Not Broken. Um, Luckily, we had actually pre-recorded quite a few episodes. Right. So it allowed me time to heal during my hysterectomy. And then I was able to start interviewing people again. And I'll just, I'm, I'll never be as grateful as I am for like the forethought of that and feeling like, you know, the work that you and I did behind the scenes to prepare for launching Bear and Not Broken, it really gave us the space to heal in our own story, in our own private life of making that decision, walking it out. So, so wait, in expectation, you had built like so many episodes yeah. to have kind of an on-ramp release. Correct. This big, massive event that's a global event that's changing Correct. everyone's life. Correct, a pandemic. And you're having a surgery, we're having all this stuff go on. Yes. Because of that preparedness, <clears throat> you could just kind of set that thing in motion. Yeah. And it played out yeah. for a little while, gave you time to heal, relax. But at the same time, still affecting people because when Correct. we launched, we didn't know if 
anybody was going to listen to Yeah, this thing, right? exactly. I mean, I was like, if my best friends listen, like, I'll be so happy, which of course they did. But then you found out really quickly <clears throat> that it wasn't just your best friends. Correct. Immediately, almost, yeah. is releasing it out into the atmosphere. Yeah. You start seeing uh, some of the statistics from yeah. United Kingdom, yeah. Australia, yeah. We're not Africa. Saying, yeah, we're not saying this is like... The no, we are not a global podcast. Global <laughs> podcast, but it it impacted someone. From yeah, just this little corner of our room to say, hey, you're not alone out there. Yeah, if you're dealing with infertility, if you're feeling like you're barren, you're not broken. Yeah, there's someone else here that understands your story. Yeah, that's supporting you and wants to give you encouragement. That there's there's more out there. Yeah, exactly. It really, it really helped us realize that it was needed, and I think what was needed. From the beginning, we felt like Baron Not Broken was to be in its own lane. And that was to hear people's stories. But also, we really wanted there to be not just a focus on, okay, you can't have kids. Okay, you're choosing to be childless not by choice. Or you're choosing to be childless or you're childless not by choice. Um, there's so many communities right within this um, umbrella of infertility and trying to conceive and and chronic illness comes with it and so in that we realized we wanted to provide hope but we wanted to provide hope that wasn't a cliche or wasn't wrapped in false faith we wanted to remind people that you already have enough faith and there is hope even when your dreams don't come true and so i think we just have really stayed in that vein in our conversations and our interviews with people and what was really cool about it is even our guest like the people that we've had on it's been so cool to see how healing it's been for them to share their stories because some of them had never publicly shared it before um, we even had our friend Dina on who doesn't deal with infertility but she had had an abortion in college and had dealt with um, so much emotional baggage that she didn't know how to connect with people and to have emotional health. And she really came on and taught us how through her story, she has learned how to have an emotional IQ and she's been part of teaching us that. And so she shared that for the first time on air with Baron Not Broken Community. And it, I was so humbled that she would share how how she made a choice in her life and there was no judgment behind what she was sharing, right? Because many people may have made that choice, but what she was coming to say is no matter what your decision is, no matter what your barrenness is, you don't have to be emotionally inept. We can learn to live emotionally healthy in our lives. And so many people connected with that. And then we had um, so many, yeah, our friends Jacob and Neely coming on and sharing also something they had never shared publicly um, with what they had walked through in their marriage as they were trying to conceive. And now um, yes, they yes. have today, so they, they came on the show, they were still trying to conceive, worrying about, worrying how. about how that was going to happen, walking through so much healing from shame and embarrassment and and even just learning how to rebuild their connection with each other as they had like just so authentically walked out their story. And now they've adopted a baby and they had a baby. Okay. So she, they decide to adopt and she gets pregnant. And now they're parents of two babies under, the, under a year old. All within a year's um, time. All within a year's time. And, and yeah, that's not everyone's story. But it was so cool to see how their authenticity with our community um, 
opened up their hearts and it set them on a new course to be able to share what they did. And so if you guys haven't listened to Jacob and Neely's story, oh my gosh, it's so amazing. One of our favorite interviews. And you can also jump over to Dustin and Amy Elise. Yeah. And where they were at at that time and where yeah. they are now. Yeah. So Dustin and Amy are great friends. I've worked with Dustin off and on for the past like almost 10 years and they had had a miscarriage and then, um, they had a stillbirth and they shared with our community what they've walked through with grief and the tragedy of that. And they came on and just were so good about sharing about how Dustin and Dustin actually will be again. He actually is um, one of our guests for this new season um, where he comes on and talks about how he had he had overcome addiction and how he's had to really walk that out in their story and how Amy's being able to help hundreds and hundreds of people with with grief that are dealing with similar things. And so now they have a little boy. And um, so a year later, you know, now they get to hold their little their little baby boy and they have um, their other two babies in their heart. And I just love how they've walked. They they do not allow any of their children to go unloved or un, unnoticed or seen or known like they make their family known. And I just love that. I love that they have walked it out to to be, it's all, you know, five of them. It's not just um, the baby boy that they have in their hands now. They really honor their entire story, so. Well, it's interesting. I think just having the opportunity to bring Bear Not Broken to life has helped people to be able to have the conversation that a lot of times just stays in the closet or yeah. stays hidden by shame or feeling like they're all alone. I mean, you were just telling me the other day you were sharing... Um, just the story of what you're doing with the podcast yeah and you make a new friend and find out they have their own story of yeah infertility or feeling barren or, or walking yeah. through something like that yeah it's amazing how it opened up a freedom to have the conversation yeah and I think it just allowed us you know we're pretty open books so we'll have a conversation with anyone but it allowed us to give other people opportunity to share their story and to to not be ashamed of it to not hide in it um and also to not feel as though they're the only ones. Yeah, and I think that speaks to even what this podcast is. If you're listening, your story has so much power and impact. A lot of times yeah. we hide that because we're afraid that it doesn't. When in reality, the shining of that story and that light makes someone else feel more free, more capable, yeah. more inspired. Um, so never doubt what yeah. you have to offer yeah. in your own story. It, it doesn't have to be on a podcast or yeah, a that's good. station. It can just be to someone at... Uh, the grocery store or yeah. the checkout line where yeah. you're getting something. It could be just you sharing a bit of your story yeah. that helps them feel not alone. And also being open to other people sharing their stories. Absolutely. So when you hear someone say like, oh, it's been a tough day. Well, why? You know, it might just be that part of the story from that day, but it also might be that that day's a rough day because two weeks ago they lost their mom right. or, or two weeks ago they found out their husband was having an affair or Two weeks ago, they found out that they were losing a loved one to cancer. Like, barrenness doesn't just happen in a physical form. And that's, you know, a lot of people have asked me and even challenged me some on why would you use the word barren in this community? And I really feel like the Lord gave me that name because... I am physically barren <laughs> and and that's just the the reality of it. I can't I can't fake that. Like I 
I can't say that that's not my reality. Right, However, it relates, it relates to so many people. Yeah, that be, feel that and maybe yes. they can't get the job that they want. Yeah, and that's what I was gonna say is like. I, I am physically barren, but I didn't call it barren, not broken just for that reason. I called it barren, not broken because there can be so many barren places in our life. We can be barren in our marriage. We can be barren in our relationships with other people, our relationship with God. Maybe we're in a barren place where we've been hurt by church or we've been hurt by a relative and there's this place that's empty and barren and it can't create life in it because of the barren places. But I really believe that if we heal, if we walk that barrenness out in a healthy way and we do engage a healthy IQ and we do engage like uh, counseling and opportunities to heal, we do not have to live our lives broken. Right. And so that that is why I chose barren, not broken, because I think that the word barren can relate to so many people. And that's something that, which I know we haven't jumped into this yet, but I am going to share this really quick. One of the reviews on our podcast came in and it's, it's a lady who was struggling in her marriage and she knows me. So she just listened because she's sweet and nice and she wanted to like be supportive, but she ended up messaging and saying, um, This is powerful and honest, and the vulnerability in this story shared gives insight into a specific journey while at the same time being able to relate to anyone walking their own life story. I've been so encouraged and empowered in such practical ways, definitely worth listening to and leaning into. And she shared with me personally how the things that she gained, she gained for her own marriage. She is not dealing with infertility. She is not childless. She is not childless by not by choice. She is, I'm having trouble saying that word today. She is, got kids and she's married, but she had barren places in her life and she was encouraged. So it's been really cool to see how our guests have been encouraged. Um, we got to interview my sister-in-law, um, uh, Nisi. And I just love her so much. And we have walked through very similar things physically. And, um, you know, her and your brother have chosen to be um, childless. And, um, you know, I think that she's made such a brave decision because a lot of people ask, like, why would you do that? Why would you not want to have kids? Why don't you adopt? Why don't you do this? Have you thought about this? Have you tried this? And her and I were talking about, like, we've tried all the things. Like, but for them to make that choice... I love that for them because they love living life together. And it was so cool to just hear her talk about how they navigated that conversation. And just, I love watching them live out their life. They like doing things together. um, And they really do just have fun and they have a great life. It's so fulfilling for them. So it was cool to talk with her and we have that similarity. Um, and we've always been able to encourage each other, but to share that with other people is really fun. And then um, one of my other um, favorite episodes is when um, you and I got to do it together when we first started and just sharing our story. And I've had so many people tell me how that episode has affected their hearts and their lives, their own marriages, how it's it's reminded them that they don't have to give up their marriage to... Um, build a family and then if they don't get the family that they desired they can still have an awesome marriage yeah. and and so i think that's the other part of 
us starting out on this, on timeline wise, we wanted to show people that it is really hard and it's difficult and there's things that no one could ever imagine that you go through behind closed doors, but that you can still live and you don't have to just survive. You can thrive in your marriage. And um, it's one of my greatest joys and accomplishment in life is that even with all of the trauma and the things that we've walked through, like I just love being married to you and I love, okay, sorry, our dog Zoe isn't here with us because she can't be without us. She's not cooperating. But um, I just love that we are building our life together. So leading up to where we are, we've had two years of podcast. We've stepped back here and there so we could regain our own capacity so that I could heal emotionally And I love that we've done that together. And so we came to this place where we were like, okay, now it's just us, what? And it was a dark time. We felt lonely. We felt isolated. We felt like no one could really understand. It felt weird to go to parties that we've been to a million times. It felt felt weird to engage friendships that we've had for years. Um, It was hard. I'm sure there's people out there that feel the same way. Yeah, exactly. Going to their friends parties or their yeah. um, reveal baby reveal parties yeah yeah birthday parties kids birthday parties and they're constantly yep. the couple that's there without kids and yep. coming up asking so which one is yours and yeah like, none of them not and a one like why are you here <laughs> right like, you're the weird adult at the I'm kid party friend that doesn't have kids <laughs> you have to go through the whole explanation yeah it's now so awkward it's like great right, now i'm gonna make you feel better <laughs> right um, that's so true like i think that's one thing about being a part of this community that is stated a lot is like oftentimes you have to be the one to make the other person feel better Mm -hmm. um and i've just learned to not be bitter about that because i don't want to not go to the baby reveal parties i don't want to not go to the baby showers but i'm also going to cry all the way home from the baby reveal party or i'm gonna like put my comfy pajamas on and eat some ice cream and watch like a sappy movie so i can cry after the baby shower or you know we even had this not too long ago where Um, We were at a baby reveal party. Absolutely loved being there, right? Neither one of us had any qualms about that. But there was this moment in time or in the evening where we both looked at each other and we were like, okay, we need to go. Like, we can't handle anymore. Like, we hit our max. And I think what's so great is is not only you and I, but our guests have come on to remind people, like, it's okay that you need to go home an hour into the baby reveal party. Or it's okay that you... Um, don't host co-host the baby shower, but you show up with a gift. Sure. Or, you know, maybe if you do host the baby shower, it's okay to not clean up right away and like just crawl in your bed. Yeah. Like there's things that you and I have had to learn and you as well. And I'd love to hear you share some of that a little bit from the guy's perspective. Because I think we always hear like, oh my gosh, I went home and cried after the baby shower. Well, you probably didn't go home and cry, but you had your own process. And so we've had to do that, you know. Tell yeah, them about I mean, that. There's plenty of things for the male side. You don't get to have the fun jumping on the slide with the kids because it would be really awkward. Right. Sometimes if you don't have a kid, I'm not saying I wouldn't do it anyway. Yeah, yeah. It's my personality, but it's not You your, question. It's not your kid. You do have a question of like, I shouldn't get on that slide. Yeah. That is. And <laughs> it's not your kid getting to have the celebration. And yeah. Have those special moments of blowing out the candles and seeing the pattern of growth from year one to year 15 to year whatever whatever yeah. age your kids are at so yeah there's always like this piece that feels that 
you missed out on something. Yeah. But at the same time, that just wasn't a part of the story. So you have to give it its moment, give it its opportunity to breathe and yeah. breathe and, and yeah. celebrate even what God has given us. Yeah. Through the not having children. Yeah. You know, the right. time that we can spend staying up later with people yeah. that have needs or people yeah. that need us to come over and celebrate with them on something that if you had kids, you might not be able to just do yeah. this for at the moment. Yeah. So there's different things. Or sleeping in. We get to sleep in. I mean, we great. can't sleep in anymore, I feel like, but we can lay in bed as long well, as we, we want. Can on a Saturday, whereas <laughs> with kids, you're just probably never getting that option again until they move out. Yeah. Know? So yeah. I think there's great things to that. So yeah, that's good. There are many things that happen yeah. uh, to get this thing off the ground as it's up and running. You know, some major life uh, instances that you yeah. and I have walked through personally, yeah. but also the world globally. Yeah. So it's been an impact on people. We've got some reviews where people are liking yeah. this. They are getting some benefit out of it. And that's what we're doing. It's not yeah. like we have any um, expectation to, yeah. you know, change the whole world with this podcast. We want to hope to change some minds and some people who are just needing an extra yeah. uh little bit of love to say hey we're out there with you so yeah if we look at that's where we've been that's kind of what we walked through yeah what's next what's coming i think that's what's exciting is like I'm so what, are, what are you working on right now as yeah. far as uh materials um yeah know, opportunities uh releases what what is it that you're working with yeah so we do have some exciting things um we are obviously working on um new episodes we're going to be launching um, a new podcast season with this episode, and we have some great guests this year. Um, we have a couple returning guests, and then um, I'm excited. I have my friend Gail, and her and I, I'm really pumped about this episode, so I'm going to give give it away a little bit. But we are talking about how um, when you walk through chronic illness or trauma, or like for, for her, she had breast cancer, and then I've walked through infertility and childless uh, not by choice. I don't know why I'm having a hard time saying that today. Um, but her and I really talk pretty intensely on how to be friends with people who have walked through that. And so I'm very excited about that episode. And, um, yeah, so we have some great episodes coming up. Um, we also are working on a devotional for couples. So we're really wanting to provide something because what I've found is there's so much for us as women, um, but there's not a lot for couples. Like this is, yes, it's my body. It's the thing that I'm going through, but sometimes there's also male infertility. And so it's not just a one person thing. It's not just an individual going through it. It's a couple walking through one of the hardest things, um, that you can imagine. And so it hits on every level, finances, emotions, relationship. Um, it hits on your faith, your faith sure. um, what your legacy looks like. I mean, you and I hope to do an episode on, hey, so what? who do we leave our stuff to? Like, <laughs> what is our will? Sure. Um, what do we do? Right, like, what do we do when we get old down. and yeah. we wear diapers and we can't? Like, what the heck, you know? These are all things that people don't think about when they're, not able to have kids and so but we are thinking about them so we're going to do an episode on that so there's some great episodes coming but we want to really hone in on how can we help couples thrive and not just survive it because one of the tragedies of walking through infertility is couples losing each other and I don't want to see that happen I don't want to see couples feel like they didn't get this thing, so they can't have any of it. Yeah, that's right. 
our family is you and I. Yeah. And that's first and foremost, no matter whether we had kids or we, we haven't. Yeah. And so I just want to help couples really know how to engage each other and love each other, whether kids come or not. Because whether they come or not, we are we are Team Rolf. Right. You are the couple that leads and guides. You're the couple that's building the legacy. And so um, I think whether you have a bloodline or not, you can do that in a way that um, strengthens you two together. Yeah. So Great. I'm excited about that. Um, what else? I'm I'm trying to figure out exactly like what we want to share. Well, I mean, I think just saying that we're still here is a success. Right. And it's like, here's the things that we're planning to do. Yeah. But, you know, there's also things you and I have tossed around about future things yeah. right now, but we've been praying and asking God. Yeah. How can we better support people, even with our resources, mm-hmm. in our own legacy for those yeah. going through these kind of things? And we've yep. done it with the podcast, yep. with prayer, with materials, with yep. finances. All we've partnered with other ministries that um, with other ministries, yeah. making other churches and yeah. nonprofits aware that this yeah. is a thing, and yeah. how can you be there for people? And it's really helped yeah. that impact. So I think there are things that you and I have discussed about our future, and just yeah. is there a way that we can provide some type of getaway or yeah. retreat? Maybe is the only way to think of it. Where people could come and kind of process what they're going through yep. so that they get a, a refresher or a yeah. boost or um, that kind of supercharge to keep going. Yeah. Because we all need that, right? Yep. You and I have also had our times where we needed to get away yeah, from the chaos. What's yep. happening in life. So that's something yep. that though we don't know where it's going right now, it's also in the yeah. in the bucket list. Yeah. Of, yeah, um, it's definitely like we have in our hearts to be able to rally couples together in whatever capacity that looks like. And so we are working on some things behind the scenes of what is that going to look like? And so we look forward to being able to announce that this year of what is going to come together and how are we going to bring couples um, to a place where they can decompress, they can see each other uh, outside of all the shots or all the doctor's appointments or, you know, um, trying to to have intimacy in the midst of what can feel like utter chaos and um, and and dis a disservice sometimes to your own relationship, right? And so I just want. I want to be able to come alongside couples, want to encourage them, give them a place to decompress, give them a place to be encouraged, give them a place where they maybe they can't afford because they've spent all their money on IVF and they can't afford to go on a vacation. I mean, how many times have you and I in this process had so many doctor's appointments? We're like, well, I guess we ain't going on vacation this year. Um, And so we want to just figure out a way, like how can we come alongside couples and encourage them and walk with them. So with the the devotional part of that is to begin to develop curriculum that we can walk with couples, um, opportunities and information that will inspire them because I think you lose inspiration when you're going through something like this um, and encourage them and also I think give them tools that we often can very easily forget or sometimes don't know when we're walking through something so traumatic. Mm-hmm. So we have just a lot of ideas um, that we're working on, but I think it's going to come sooner than later, I think. I think we're going to get to have some exciting things coming up in the near future, but right now I think it's you and I just honing in on what do we want to do to help, how do we do it, and then when do we do it? Right. I'd, I'd even speak into that and say, 
to anybody listening, be the Jesus man. Yeah. Jesus always took what he had. Yeah. And worked that's with good. That's and good. Turned it into something amazing that yeah. just replicated itself among people or that became this story of legend, water into wine. Yeah. I think one thing that I would say to anybody listening is don't judge or measure the quality mm. of what you're bringing. Yeah. As that's far good. As impacting the world around you by how many people are following you. Yeah. Because you know, we got so much build up about how many followers and who's really listening to you. Instead, I think you should measure by the stories of lives changed. Yeah, that's the good. The stories that are saying, hey, you impacted me. Whether yeah. that's one story or yeah. 1,000 stories, yeah. what kind of impact are you making today yeah. on the people around you with what God's given you? What you have in your hands, yeah. are you using it yeah. to help change someone's life for the better? Yeah. Is it is it causing them to believe more, um, go after more, um, be more of the person that they're designed to be? And yeah. if you're doing that... Uh, you're making yeah. an impact. Well, and I think some practical, just to break that down practically, like, you know, what we've learned is, okay, if we if we know someone who, for example, I have a friend, she's single, she's around my age, she's dealt with similar things as me, she wants to get married, she wants to have kids, but she doesn't know if that's in her future. So what can I do? I can go out for dinner, hang out, remind her that she's awesome, whether she's married and has kids or not. We can have fun. I can I can help encourage. Or maybe I even invite her on the podcast to encourage other people. And then I'm like, it's like a, uh, I'm taking the opportunity to not only pour out and encourage, but then I give her the opportunity to pour out and encourage, right? So I get to do that. The other things that you and I have learned is like when you know um, you have friends or a relative or um, you know someone that's struggling with trying to conceive or they've lost a child or um, they have, you know, been faced with a decision. And, and this is a, d- a debate statement that I'm about to make. But like we say childless, not by choice. But you and I had to choose to be childless. But it wasn't the choice we wanted to make. And so you have a lot of couples being faced with that. And then you have couples who choose not to have children and they're being faced with scrutiny and culture telling them, how dare you, right? So we want to be able to um, come alongside and and maybe send them out for dinner. Or maybe a practical thing is we invite them to go on a, a weekend or a day trip and do something fun, you well, know? Well, smallest part, you could just send a text. Yes, a text of hi. You, you yeah. send a text. You I'm gotta, thinking of you. You got a dollar, buy someone a soda and drop yeah. it off at their house. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's so many Have flowers stuff. delivered. Right. I see so many people going, well, I don't have this and I yeah. can't send them on a Hawaii vacation. Yeah, exactly. That's just not how it works. No. You have something. You have value, something. Yeah. Whether it's just your own words to yep. call and say, hey, you're not alone. I yeah. love you. Just wanted to tell you that. Yeah. Thing. That makes more impact sometimes yeah. than this grandiose yeah. gift that people are trying to come up with. Because in our Then we don't day, do anything. Then we don't do anything. That's yeah. The, that's the sad. And that's so hurtful for the people who need the love. Right. And I think you're right. It's, it's breaking it down to the simple things. It's dropping off, like you said, coffee or soda or a pastry at the door. Or it's texting and saying, hey, I'm out at the store. Do you need anything today? Or it's, hey, um, we are going to DoorDash meal for you tonight. Um, it doesn't have to be something complicated and you don't even have to get emotional with it. Well, no, to me, it's a mindset shift. It's a yeah. mindset shift to say, yeah, that's good. I don't have this. That's the yeah. first thing. Instead, go, well, this is what I have and this is what I can. Yeah, that's what, good. What do I have yeah. that I can do today? And yeah. Instead of thinking it has to be 
these yeah. things, sometimes just in your mind, changing yeah. that idea. This is what I have and I can do this. Yeah. And I think in doing that, we show so much love and compassion and care and empathy. And really, that's all people need that are going through that. And sometimes we make it so grandiose or we make it so stressful that we don't do anything. And then there's a wedge and then there's hurt and then there's um, There's guilt. There's guilt. And there's embarrassment or there's awkwardness. And when really just like a simple text to say, hey, I was thinking about you today. Yeah. Boom. Done. Very easy. And everybody can yeah. be okay with that. Even exactly. They say, why did you ask? Yeah. Because I love you. And if they don't like that, yeah. maybe, maybe you're not in that relationship. That's a whole different podcast. <laughs> so I think it's, yeah, I think for us, we're just learning what can we do with what we have. Right. We have our home. We have the podcast. We have friendships we have the ability to like you said we met i met somebody the other day and and i just asked her her story and she she actually opened up and told me and i got to say oh my gosh thank you so much for sharing and she got tears just for me thanking her right i didn't do anything for her but i just thanked her for sharing her story and there's just simple acts of love and compassion and empathy that can go a long way. And so we plan to, um, one thing that I also am working on is, I hear a lot that people don't know what to say when they're in conversations of like, you know, it's it's becoming less and less PC to be like, hey, how many kids do you have? Hey, are you married? And so I really wanna provide a tool And so something that I'm working on is a tool that you can use in your relationships or you can train yourself or you can share with your family members who ask the awkward questions and you don't have to have a big conversation, but it's a tool that you can use where you can say, hey, instead of saying how many kids do you have, tell me about your family. Because then they can, oh, my family's my husband or my family, I have my nieces and nephews. If somebody asks me, Tell me about your family. What's the first thing that I'm going to dive into? I'm going to start telling them about my niece and my nephews. That's exactly what I'm going to talk about first. I love you, babe, but I probably would totally talk about my niece and my Throw nephews. Yeah. Um, but it gives room. Or, hey, tell me tell me um, your story. Tell me a little bit about yourself. There's so many other things we can say. And so um, I'm working on just a, a little tool that will help people, like you said, a mindset shift. And for us to be able to use that to help maybe one person at a time change the world and provide less awkward conversations. Yeah, so sounds like a lot of great things from start to now have already happened. Impact has been made. People have been touched and changed and grown and given opportunity to share their story and even some great miracles that have happened in some people's lives that thought maybe they would be childless and now have children, multiple children. Yeah. Um, And looking at what the future has to hold with some of the projects Uh, we're working on and you're working on yeah there's just great things ahead so yeah i'm excited i think um if i was to wrap up the last two years i think that i would say it's been a year of encouragement um it's been a year of engaging the core place inside of me to remind me that i can get through anything Mm -hmm. um one with my faith and with the people that love me the most And I think it's been two years of learning new things. It's learning a new perspective and it's being open to the canvas of my life being painted a little differently than I thought. 
And you and I have been saying that for a while, that our life is like a blank canvas. It's just a big white canvas. And I think for the first time in a long time, we're feeling like color is going on that canvas. Mm -hmm. And it's so exciting. Mm -hmm. And it's been partly because we've walked this journey with our barren, not broken community of being able to, again, hear from other people's stories, watch miracles happen, watch encouraging things happen. And also we've been able to walk with people in, in tough things. There have been people that have come on here and there's been some tough things that have happened. And so we've just been able to walk with people. And I think there's no greater thing that we can do than to walk with other people in their story and allow other people to walk with us. So in, in wrapping that up, I think I would just be so grateful that we made a decision to step out and be vulnerable and allow other people to be vulnerable with us. And through that, so many cool things have happened and people's lives have been impacted, but I'm not done. And I'm so excited for what's to come. And I, what just started as a podcast that I hoped one person or my BFFs would listen to is now something that's ignited more in our hearts to make a greater impact in this community. And so we are literally just getting started. And 2022, I think, is going to lay the path for some really cool things. Awesome. Yeah. Are you excited? I'm excited. Okay. I'm excited too. Thank you so much for coming on with me today. Always. It's always my favorite guest. Um, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for taking the last two years with us. Thank you for allowing us space to heal and allowing us space to be vulnerable. And I hope that every time you listen to a Barren Not Broken podcast, that you leave remembering that no matter the barren places in your life, you do not have to live broken. I look forward to having you join us next time.